Hi, and welcome to Com Church Talks. This is our sermon of the day. We pray it will be a real blessing to you. I know you'll be encouraged, challenged, and uplifted by the talk you're about to hear. Thanks, guys. It's so good, isn't it, as we worship, to have people who are in tune with the Holy Spirit. Huh? And you guys appreciate, let's appreciate our band. Not that we're... Not that we're giving them applause because they're wonderful, but just to be that sensitive to what God is doing, it's great to have that. So thank you, guys. Well done. That was a brilliant job. What a way to start a service. What a way to begin what we're about to do today. It shows that the Holy Spirit is already listening to what is going on. He's already directing what's going on. He's already speaking to us. So please pray for me that that continues. I don't want this. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. I don't want this to be about me. I have prayed about what I'm going to speak about this morning, so I'm hoping and I'm believing that there is something of the Holy Spirit already in this. But He is what we need. He, I want Him to override everything that we do this morning. I want Him because otherwise, it's just us having a good time. And for some of you, it might not be a good time. But when the Holy Spirit is involved, and we who have the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit this morning, as I've just mentioned him there. If that's something that worries you, don't worry. The Bible is full of examples of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is involved in creation from the very beginning to right in our lives now. So don't let it freak you out if we talk about the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is doing stuff, don't worry about it. He's only got our best interest at heart and the Father's interest. Now... You know those times where you're working or doing something, you've got your phone or you're working on a, a PC or something or a Mac, and then just, just in the top corner or the bottom, a notification comes up that something's happened on Facebook. So you go, oh, just check that out. And, and then you tap it. And then 15 minutes later, you realize, I'm still on Facebook. <laughs> Who's the, come on, let's, let's be honest here. Who's done that? Yeah, I think we all have. If you've got Facebook, Rob's like, I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) But we do, don't we? And uh, so 15 minutes later, we're there. And so in one of those moments, I I was reading um, one of these things. that. So this isn't a joke, but this is just something that's relevant to what... It was the um, 10 worst airline pilot announcements. Why, Why am I looking at stuff like that? What's that all about? So I was looking at the 10 words, and I thought, so we had a creative meeting on um, Wednesday, and this topic came in. I went, oh, that's interesting. So here we go. This is number three. So on a flight from New York, or from New York to Amsterdam, the pilot says this. I've got good news and bad news. Now, if the pilot says there's bad news, I'm not so worried about what the good news is. (laughs) But he said, we have... A 200-mile-an-hour tailwind, so we will reach Amsterdam in record time. Come on. But the bad news is it's going to be a bumpy ride. Now, a 200-mile-an-hour tailwind, that's pretty strong. Now, I know planes are designed to fly, but, you know, they get a bit 200-mile-an-hour tailwind. I'm sure there's a little bit of that going on, a little bit of movement. Life isn't always plain sailing, is it? 
It's not. And in a plane with a 200 mile an hour tailwind, I'm sure that wasn't plain sailing either, or plain flying, not sailing, that's a boat. But it wasn't plain sailing. Hands up, all right, let's see. Who's been in a plane where there's been quite major turbulence? Quite a few of you. It's a little worrying, isn't it? Now, you know it's going to be fine. I mean, I, I read something that there hasn't been an accident due to turbulence for well over 40 years. They know exactly how to deal with it. Planes are designed to do it. Pilots are trained to deal with it. And so it's fine, but it's still a little bit nervy, isn't it? Sometimes. But if you've been in that, has the destination been worthwhile? Yeah? Yeah. Good, that's what we want, that the destination actually outweighs the little bit of turbulence that we go through. Now, the clip that we started this series with, Helena, that started the series, um, when Mr. Fredrickson let all those balloons, do you remember that? So that all these balloons came out and the house ripped from the ground and took off and started to float away. Now, I'm sure that houses aren't designed for flight or air travel. And so I'm pretty sure that the journey he would have gone on um, the, the lack of aerodynamics in a house would have made that a bit of a bumpy ride. But I don't think he was worried about that. I don't think he was worried at all about the journey, whether it was going to be a bit ropey, a bit rocky, whatever. He had his fo- focus on the destination. He just looked up. That's what he was doing. He just looked up. And that's what we want for 2018 that we know that life isn't always plain sailing. We know that it isn't always smooth, but we want to look up. We want to look at our destination and move forwards in faith. And we're going to head up in 2018. That's what this series is all about. Now, when Helena started the series, she touched on the transfiguration, and that got me thinking. So the transfiguration, as you know, Peter, James, and John went up a high mountain with Jesus. Now, some commentators say that the mountain was a three-day journey from where they were. I didn't know that. That's an interesting thought. And so they had to travel three days, possibly. And then, if they were traveling three days, they've also got to get up the mountain. Now, the mountain, as the text says, is high. It's not like wandering up the downs, which I find difficult anyway now in my state. But it's, uh, they was going up a high mountain. A high mountain. And so that journey... Although it may have been tough and it may have been hard and it may have been difficult, the destination, like with anything, anything we go through, any journey that's tough, any struggle we may go through, um, our walk with Jesus is never wasted. So they get to the top of the mountain and when they reach there, Jesus was transfigured before them. He was changed. He shone like the sun and Moses, Elijah appeared to them. Then they heard a voice from heaven say, this is the son who, I'm, who I love and am well pleased. Listen to him. And then they fell face down on the ground. Then something really amazing happened. That Jesus went over and touched them said, rise and have no fear. That's a good message for us, isn't it? Rise and have no fear. Um, and when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Saw no one but Jesus only. What a great formed phrase that is. Now, the length of journey may be difficult, but the destination is worthwhile. 
the destination is worthwhile. So in 2018, what I want us to be is focused on rising up. Rising up above all the things that are bring us down. Rising up above all the things that um, we may have focused our eyes on. So we need to place our eyes on Jesus. Because when we do, we see love in its truest form. We see love in, as it should be and who he really is. And then we see through that who we can become. Who Jesus is. So as praying about this message, I felt what we're speaking on, I'm speaking on this one is quite practical, but I think it will really help us to go up in 2018. And also to stick on the tracks, keep focused on those tracks that we set for ourselves. So if you've got your Bibles with you, it would be great to open them. Uh, going to 2 Peter 1. So we're going to 2 Peter 1, where I'm reading 3 to 11. So it's fair, fairly long, not too long, um, but it'd be great if you followed with me. Um, if you've got a, a physical Bible or a device that you can read um, the Bible on, that'd be awesome. So looking at 2 Peter 1, 3 to 11. I'm reading this from the English Standard Version, and it says this. So his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he granted us his precious and great promises, so that through him you may become partakers in the divine nature. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? We become partakers in the divine nature. How awesome is that? Having escaped from the corruption that, this, that is in this world because of our sinful nature. We need to move away from corruption and things that are corrupt. We've escaped that through him. For this very reason, make every effort. There's a word, good word there. Make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue. Virtue, knowledge, and knowledge, self-control. And self-control with steadfastness. And to steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection. And brotherly affection with love. Four, if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities are so nearsighted that they are blind. They have forgotten that they've been cleaned from their former lives and their former sins. Before, So therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. Because if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. That's a promise and a half, isn't it? If you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, um, you will be richly provided for as an inheritance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Saviour. So these awesome promises, some great promises, and that one that we will never fall, because we don't want to fall in 2018, do we? We want to keep going up. We want to keep moving up. And it's important that because of that, there's a little proviso if you practice these qualities, because they are in us. It says you have them. You know, if they are there and increasing, you need to practice them. Anybody that does anything of of, of um, whatever it's sports or, or learning or if you're on a, a course for a few days, all right? Yeah, you've got to practice these things now, Steve. You've got to get in there, get them, get them done. Um, you've got to practice them. Sorry, I've been on a course for four days. I know what it's like. It's awful. Um, 
So if you practice these qualities, so because they are already ours, we don't want to fall in 2018 as we're heading upwards. So I want to look at these as kind of practical steps, but practical steps that we can put into motion and hopefully we will get to where we need to go, even though our road may be rocky or our journey may be rocky, our destination will be worth it. So first thing, first thing we're going to do is we're actually, this, it talks about supplementing our faith. We already have a faith. They are ours, right? We have a faith. We believe in God. We believe in Jesus. We've accepted his, him as Lord and Saviour. Not just Saviour, but Lord. He is the Lord of our lives. We put him first. And so because of that, we have a faith, right? So that's there already. This isn't a list of things that are nice things that you do to get into heaven. Actually, there's, a, there's only one way, and that is Jesus. And so we've put those things. They are already in place. That's a pla- Just to lay that down, that's where we're starting from. Is they're already there. Okay, That is the place we're starting from. So we're going to add to that. Add to that. First thing, virtue. This version says virtue, yours might say goodness. Now, the definition of virtue is behaviour showing high moral standards. I don't know if you uh, watch uh, a lot of TV or a lot of movies, how the standard of what is right and wrong or what is moral has changed over the last 30 years. There is a level of morality that used to be, you know, you wouldn't see anything some past 11 o'clock. It's already starting half eight, nine now. doesn't really matter. No, they, they think it's all, because it's all all right. The low moral standard. We as believers need a high moral standard. We need this virtue. Other synonyms of that are goodness, righteousness, morality, uprightness, integrity, dignity, honesty, honorability, incorruptibility. I think you get the point, right? I think you get the point, that these things are important, and there's a lot there. James 3.13 says this, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show their good life by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. There is a link between wisdom, humility, and virtue. There is a link between the... Pride will make us fall because it is unwise. Humility is a place of wisdom. A guy called Robbie Dawkins, who's an author, uh, I think is a, a pastor with the Vineyard Movement, he wrote this, keep your faith high and your head low. So we need to get up by getting down. That's my 80s reference for this morning. Get down, yeah. Now, I don't mean that. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Or well, maybe it's just me that I shouldn't do that. Don't do that. But that's it. Get down on our knees, a place of intimacy with God, a place of humility with our maker. It talks about prayer. Go into your room, shut the door, you and God, so no one else sees. This is not, not something that, um, you know, look at me, look at me like the Pharisees. This is very much, um, they keep, we're keeping our faith high, we're moving up, but we can keep our head low. Um, so get up by getting down. I've done that. Now, we can humble ourselves, all right? Uh, practice humility. So he raises us. Where? Up. He raises us up. This is where we're going in 2018. Virtue, if we do this, we become a natural or probably more realistically, a supernatural result of our humility. Augustine said, or was quoted as saying, uh, do you wish to rise? Do we wish to rise? Yeah. Okay, begin by descending. You plan a tower that will pierce the clouds, first lay the foundation of humility. 
So when we're talking about virtue, humility is, is connected to that. We know in Matthew, it says, make a tree good and its fruit will be good. All right, oh, We have no real goodness in ourselves. We can be nice and we can be good, but it's Jesus that's in us. We're making this tree good because of the Holy Spirit in us. We're making this tree good. And a man brings out the good things out of the good things stored up in him. Store up good things in you. That virtue comes out. Goodness comes from God and we need to practice goodness. And we need to practice these things. We need to speak goodness. We need to speak virtue. We need to do things that are virtuous. Things of virtue. So let us practice virtue and goodness daily. Okay, from virtue, we go to knowledge. Now, Benjamin Franklin said this. I thought this was quite interesting. An investment in knowledge pays the best interest. An investment in knowledge pays the best interest. Now, the Bible is full. It's literally littered, particularly Proverbs, is littered with stuff about knowledge, wisdom, all these things. And just to give you a few examples, Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Good place to start, the fear of God. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. A wise man is full of strength, and a man of knowledge enhances his might. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. Knowledge is something we need to get hold of. I mean, with the internet, there's so much stuff out there, so much things that we can read and find. Get, let's get the knowledge of God and his word. Let's get those things in us. People will tell us all kinds of stuff for their own benefit or whatever, but actually God has our benefit truly at the center of his message. Paul prayed for the Colossians. He said, and so from the day we've heard, we have not ceased for praying for you. He prayed for them, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. The knowledge of him is what we need. Paul prayed for the Colossians for that because it's so important. Spiritual wisdom and understanding. We need to understand the things of God. In Hosea, the famous thing, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. We are not going to be destroyed in 2018 for the lack of knowledge. Amen. We are not going to be destroyed. You are not going to be destroyed. Get knowledge. You are not going to be destroyed by a lack of knowledge. People are telling you all kinds of things. I've heard this. This is true. Is it? But we can believe it. Let's not be destroyed. Let's find the truth that is in God's word and live it out and believe it. Hold on to it. We are not going to be destroyed in 2018. We're going up, right? We are going up. We're not going to be destroyed through the lack of knowledge. And so when these things... Right, I did this this morning. We're going to do a little test now. A little test. This might be a little bit harder with a bigger number. But can you remember what Helena spoke on on week one of our series up? Now, Julian was very helpful this morning. He shouted, up. Yes, it was true. It's very true. We're right there. He mentioned up. We did, she did speak on up. That's very true. So that, that's where we start from. That's where we start from, up. Okay, but do you remember parts of her message, what she spoke on? Now, I don't want to embarrass anybody because I, I can be terrible at this. We have a Sunday morning. We go, oh, that was great. And then by Tuesday, someone goes, oh, yeah, well, so I wasn't there. What was, what was so-and-so's message? Oh, oh I, can't, I can't remember. Um, 
oh yeah, what was that? There were some balloons. There was something else. There was, oh, I, oh, I can't remember. Oh, This is why, because we can be. Life takes over, doesn't it? I'm not trying to judge anybody because I can be just the same. But I'm, I'm making a, a kind of like a, a declaration to myself. This year, I'm not going to do that. Because we have plenty of ways, right? We have a, if you can't make this service, and for those who, see now, I'm, I'm telling those people they're not here because they're serving somewhere. I'm saying those who are serving, we have a 9 a.m. service. If you can't make the 10.30 service, there is a 9 a.m. service. We had that this morning. And if you're serving and you can't, you think, oh, I'm going to be too busy, we have reflections. We have a 9 a.m. service. And if you can't make either of those, we have an evening service. Okay, the word is different. It is a different word on a Sunday evening. Tonight's going to be very different, right, Daryl? Tonight's going to be very different. <laughs> um, um, with, our, with our com talks. But there's, a, there's a, an evening service at 6 o'clock. And if you can't make those and you miss those, because life does take over, sometimes we just can't do it, our messages are recorded and are on the website. There are plenty of opportunities to hear what God is saying to us as a church. There are plenty of ways to do it. There are plenty of ways to do it. So what I'm going to try and do this year is make a point of making notes through the messages, start thinking about what is going on, what is God saying, and then hearing it again. What is God saying to me? So often we speak to the church, and the church, this is the whole thing, but sometimes God speaks to us. These messages are for you. These messages are for you. So what is God saying to you? What is he telling you? What, what is he saying to you? So actually, um, Psalm, 42, Psalm 40 verse 2, Helena started on, he drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog and set me on a plate of feet on the rock. Uh, she said about, do you remember the spirit of adventure in 2018? Spirit of adventure. Keep your feet on the rock. Always something new in Jesus. It's going to take us up. Last week, Julian spoke on uh, the, the crippled woman. Do you remember that? The video thing he did about looking down, but she positioned herself no matter what she, her, her physical position was, she positioned, positioned herself to hear Jesus. And then in that, she received a miracle and looked up. And this is what I thought. So these, these are the notes that I made for myself. She came from... Woman to daughter. Her identity changed. She went from just woman to daughter. How cool is that? She went from one to another. Her identity changed. And so in 2018, let's receive what God has for us. We need to get knowledge. There is plenty of opportunity with God, what God is saying. We need to study, meditate on, and think about what he said on Sundays. Live it out. We need to live it out, not just think about it, just not, 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 not head knowledge. We've got to practice it. We've got to practice what we know. Church is not in the business of entertainment. We are not in the business of entertainment. We have a creative meeting, not to entertain people, but what we want to do is want to create an exciting, creative, modern environment to encourage and heighten our learning of God's Word. It's not about what we can entertain, how we entertain people with, because that is pointless. There is billions of pounds spent each year to entertain people. Billions. 
music industry, the TV industry, movies, um, you've got theatre. And there's nothing wrong with that. Entertainment's good. We like, we like seeing shows. We like seeing all that. But church is not that place. Anything we do, anything we do to try and enhance the message of what God is saying to us in an age where entertainment is everywhere, but we don't want to entertain. We want to challenge. We want to see this morning to see the Holy Spirit just go, right, we need to do this first. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And that's what we want to do. We want to create an atmosphere where that happens. So let's get knowledge, all right? Self-control. This is a tough one. Here we go. So Rob's off. (laughs) Self-control. Sorry, mate. I'm really sorry. Sorry. It's not me. It's the Word of God. Sorry. I'm really really sorry. Ah, Word of God. Mm. All right, so Titus (laughs) 1.8. Be hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. Self-control, I'm sorry to say, takes discipline. We need to use discipline when it comes to things of self-control. In a culture that's all about self, let's learn to control it. Let's learn to control it. Someone once said that self-control is the chief element of self-respect, and self-respect is the chief element of courage. I thought that was an interesting point. Some interesting thoughts in there. But self-control... There's a clue in there, self. Now, we can't just sit back and go, God, I need self-control, help me. He's going, well, I've given you the ability. Practice it. (laughs) We need to practice self-control. Self-control is something that we need to do. We live in a world of promiscuity, lying, cheating, self-promotion, self-righteousness, even self-loathing. Self-loathing has become a thing. It's become a popular thing. But it lacks self-control. It lacks self-control. And we can, all, we can all fall into it. It's really easy to do. When everything around us is, is, is falling apart, it's easy to fall into that falling apart. It's easy to fall into... When you're, if you're trying to go against the river, sometimes it's just, oh, and it just takes you a bit. Sometimes it just gets hard, doesn't it? It's not always easy. It's not plain sailing. But we do need self-control. Paul understood it so much that he said that he would um, discipline his own body to keep it under control. So after he's preached... He would not be disqualified. Now, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that we, you know, start beating ourselves up. Oh, my, I need to go this way. Come on, come on. No, don't start doing that. Don't start hitting yourself. All right, we don't want that. But it's that self-control, that ability to, or maybe humility is part of that. So we need self-control, and it takes discipline. It takes practice. We need to work on this. It needs to be something as we are working out our salvation. So there's an element of we have to do something. We have to do something. We have to make an effort to hear God's word. We have to make an effort to read God's word. We have to make an effort to pray. We have to make an effort. We have to do something. It doesn't just happen, and self-control is the same. I'm not saying it's the thing to do with works, because faith and grace are very important. It's not to do with works, but it is does take work. <laughs> does take work. All right, from self-control. So, okay, some self-control to steadfastness, or your Bible might say perseverance. Hebrews 12, very famous uh, verses in this, in this chapter, 
says, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. To persevere as a believer and not let sin bring us down, we need to head up. Now, if you've ever, if you've ever been in a um, hot air balloon, if you've been in a hot air balloon, there's these bags. So it fills with air, hot air, this flame. We need, so that's like us. We need to be full of the Holy Spirit, the fire of the Holy Spirit. But we don't want to be weighed down by the sin that so easily entangles. So we've got to remove those things. My Sarah spoke on the begin, at the beginning of this year about the cutting room floor. The things that we need to chop from our story, the things that we are going to leave behind, the things that are going to hold us back. What are we doing to take, remove or get rid of what is not part of our story or shouldn't be part of our story to line up with what God has for us? What is God's story for you? What is God's film line, if you like? What is that? What is God saying to you? What do we need to remove in 2018 to move forwards? What are we going to stop that hinders us and gets in the way. We need to persevere. And sometimes that means leaving things behind and moving forwards. We need to go ahead in what God has for us in 2018 so that we can run the race marked out for us. <coughs> we need to persevere with God in the good times and the bad times. We need to persevere with God because that's so important. Perseverance, sticking with him through all of these trials, through the turbulence of life. We need to persevere with God. We need God to be with us all that way, and he's promised to do that. But also, we need to persevere with one another. Now, you might not know this. You might not know this. But I'm not perfect. (laughs) What? What? See, Carsten, you look shocked, mate. He's like, I can't believe it. Sarah, I tell you, she's got some stories. <laughs> she's got some stories. But I'm not perfect. And, and I hate to break it to you, but neither are you. We're not perfect people. We aim for perfection, but we don't always get it right. We are the child of the king, but children sometimes make mistakes. And we get it wrong. On this journey, we, we get things wrong. And it's not always easy. It's not always plain sailing. We need to persevere with one another. We are going to get it wrong. The person sat next to you is going to get it wrong at some point. They might say something that upsets you. They might do something to annoy you. And as believers and as as children of God, we need to go up together. I don't know. I've I've seen this on Facebook, so some of you may have seen this. But I looked it up and I realized that actually it's from an author called Wendy Mass. She said, be kind. For everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Some of us have overcome those battles or are in a place of freedom. But some people are fighting battles and are, sometimes our physical bodies just don't know how to deal with them. And we do things that are irrational and we say things that are irrational don't make sense because we're human. But God understands that. And he wants us to move forward in these things, persevere with these things and let, so that we get it right. He has enough grace for us to make the mistakes that we do. But he doesn't want us to stay there. And so together, let's encourage one another. Build each other up. 
Let's strengthen one another. We're on a journey together. We are in this gospel together. We are reaching people for Jesus together. Let's do this together. Let's persevere with one another. Even when things get tough, even when things get difficult, let's understand that people are going to have problems, issues, worries, fears, all these things that might, let's not slam down on them. Let's not stamp on each other hard. When people are going through trials, when people are going through difficulties, let's persevere with one another. Winston Churchill, um, he had a fairly uh, ish education, but one, one year he was invited to Oxford University and he had to give a speech. I can't remember the name of the speech. Is it an inaugural speech or something? Let me have a look. Let me have a look. So he had uh, asked a commencement address. So he had a commencement address he had to do. And so he turned up with all the things that he always brought with him. So his cigar and his cane, his top hat. And then he turned up with all his stuff. And so he got there. So he had to speak in front of Oxford University. So there he was, this, this great man. Everyone thought, oh, this is going to be awesome. You know, can we, what are we going to learn from Winston Churchill? So we arrived. And he, and he you know, cigar down, rested the cane, took off his top hat. And there was a hush across the room. There was this hush. And with authority in his voice, he said, Never give up! Good start. So they all waited with bated breath. What's he going to say next? He rose onto his toes. Never give up! Picked up his top hat, his cane, and off he went. That was it. That was his speech. That was it. <laughs> now, some of you are thinking, can you have kept you that short, Rob? Well, I might have done. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Uh, all right, Gene, thanks very much. <laughs> to go, yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got a chicken in the oven. <laughs> but never give up. His whole speech was he repeated that refrain, never give up. What a great, what a great thing to hear. What a powerful message in those simple words. Let's never give up. Let's persevere. Let's persevere with Jesus. Let's persevere with the things of the Holy Spirit. Let's persevere. What happened here this morning? Let's persevere with that. Let's see freedom happen across this nation. And let us be part of that. Let's not give up ever. Let's help each other, build each other up, because that's what's important. That's what we must focus on. All this other stuff, like I say, it's, this is awesome. We love it, and it's to help us create something that gets you to think the message. But if we're not living it out, it's pointless. Let's not give up. Let's not give up. So let's practice perseverance daily. And then to Godliness. It says about his divine powers granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness. We have already been granted these things. They're there. It's already in us. Some have expressed the idea of godliness like, um, so God-like, Christ-like, the fruit of the Spirit, which are all true, which is all good. But there's a, there's a foundation that on which this character is built, this, this, this Holy Spirit in us. The Bible gives us some clues about godliness um, in its earliest pages. In Genesis, it talks about a guy called Enoch. 
Heard of Enoch? And there was something about him, and so it mentions about uh, a short summary of Enoch's life. Moses twice described him as one who walked with God. I don't know why I did that, walked with God. <laughs> but that's what he did. That, that was who he was. That's what was written about him. He walked with God. The Bible gives us more in the New Testament. And he was in this, in this kind of list of Hall of Fame of, of Bible people. And he was described as one who pleased God. When we walk with God, listen to God, be with God, it pleases him. He wants to be with us. Godliness, also there's a clue in their game, godliness. We need to be with the one who's going to, if we're going to persevere this, if we're going to go with this, we're going to practice it, we need to be with God. Walking with God is to become godly. We are, we are not God and we are not gods. We are not going to be, we are not gods. We are not lords of everything that we do. We have a saviour, we have a God, we have a Lord and he is it and we are not so godliness comes from him, not ourselves. We don't, don't go for all that, I know you've got an inner God, there's something you need to do. No, the person that's in you is God, Holy Spirit, not us. He is the one that will draw us to a place of godliness, and it's from him. So let's practice that, it's already in us. So let our intentions be right. Now this scripture, a lot of you have heard in Proverbs, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. But I read it in the message. I don't often read the message, but when, you, when you're looking on um, certain like Bible Hub website, it's really good because it gives you different versions. And the message came, and I thought, this is really good. We justify our actions by appearances, but God examines our motives. We can do stuff that seems right, but if our motive's wrong, God sees it, and he, and he, and he examines it, and he says, no, 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 no. We need to do things that are according to what he wants us to do. The things that are right. Our intentions should be right. It shouldn't be a facade. It shouldn't be, um, you know, it doesn't have to be picture perfect. But the intentions, the motives got to be right. The world won't always understand it. The world won't understand it. When we do things for God, the world won't understand it because they're the world. And it might be, seem a bit odd. All right? But our motives have got to be right. They've got to be godly. And we can't give off godly appearance because it's not right because our motives it may look good to others or may sound good to others but our intentions have got to be right we've got to be godly in what we say what we do (laughs) oh yeah I made a note of that Um, I I quite like question time because it's interesting to see how politicians speak they like to say what people want to hear. <laughs> They're very good at that, aren't they? Politicians. Oh, well, no, but blah, blah, blah. All sounds very good, but what's their real intentions? It comes out with, look, look at the state of this. That's your real intention. Look, look, at the, look at the fruit. What did I say earlier about you make a tree good, the fruit will be good. No, don't, don't give off a facade. And they like to speak, so let their intentions be right. Let our intentions as godly people be right. Brotherly affection. Okay. I like that because some will say mutual affection, but brotherly affection talks about family. You know, we've got to look after each other. 
We are united as a family. We are united as, um, as a body of people through one saviour. As we're going up in 2018, let's serve, love and build each other up. As a family, um, things happen, right? As families. Now, um, me and my sister, uh, when we were growing up, we didn't always get on. We used to wind each other up. We used to frustrate one another. I don't know if you uh, have a brother or sister that's a bit like that. I don't know if you've done that. Oh, it's, it's, oi! few of you, you know what I'm talking about then, right? You know what I'm talking about. So that, all that stuff happens. And, but I remember one year, my sister was being bullied by this group of boys. And so in me, this protective brother rose up. And I said, I'm not having that. And so I put a stop to it. This is before I was a Christian. I'm not advocating violence in any way. But I, I put a stop to it. And, but our fight is not a physical fight. It's a spiritual fight. We need to cover one, cover one another in prayer. It's a physical battle, yes, but our fight is not against flesh and blood. It's a spiritual fight. We need to cover one another in prayer. The things of the Spirit, we need to cover one another so that as brothers and sisters in the law, we need to protect one another. Our fight is a spiritual fight and we need to battle in the Spirit. And it's about spiritual warfare. And sometimes that takes, we need to be on our knees. It takes that sometimes. Brotherly affection. We need to protect and love one another as a family. And then finally, love. Now this one might not need much explanation. I'm sure you've heard many, many sermons on love. and But we need to understand that God is love. But love is also patient, kind, doesn't envy, doesn't boast, it's not arrogant, it's not rude, does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful, does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, endures all things, love never ends or never fails. So important. So if the band could come up, please, that would be great. I want us to practice love every day. But not just every day, every hour. Not just every hour, every minute. Not just every minute, but every second. We need to practice all these things so that we don't fall in 2018. We are rising up, amen? We are heading up. But we need to do what the word says. You need to, to do these things. I do want to pray this morning. I want to carry on with what the Holy Spirit's already started. To be honest, he may have done, he may have done what he needs to do for some. And that's great. But what I want to see us do this morning is I've talked a lot about quite practical things that... I say, you know, it takes work and it takes effort. But actually, it's not in our strength. It's not in our strength. Because we grow weary. We grow weary in doing good. We go, grow weary in doing the right thing. We get weary. That's because of our humanity. But we are not just people who uh, live on this earth. There is someone who lives in us. And he has already been at work this morning. So what I want us to do... As a band, you can start playing or whatever. Just gonna just do just a few things before we finish. Um, it's not done by our own works. It is done by the Spirit of God. In the Transfiguration story, Jesus touched them, and they lifted up their heads. 
If you need a touch from Jesus this morning, if you need your head raised, if you're feeling low, he will do that. We need to practice these things. And it's not in our strength. It's through the Spirit. We need to let His Spirit move and work in us. The fruit of the Spirit, which I've got listed here, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, they are in the Spirit of God. We can, I can say to you, practice them, but we can't do it on our own. It's through the Holy Spirit. We need a life in the Spirit. We need a life in the Spirit. The Bible says, as days get darker, take care how you live. We cannot do that on our own. We need God, we need Jesus, we need each other, and we need the Holy Spirit. We cannot do this on our own. Let's all rise to our feet. I just want to do that because sometimes we've gone for a little while and you've been sat down for a while. Just change the, change, change the mood for a second as we're standing Sometimes when we're standing, we, there's that phrase, standing to attention. I need your attention. If you haven't got this already, let me do it again. <laughs> the Holy Spirit has started something in this place. It's because he's letting us know we cannot do this thing. We cannot practice these things without the Holy Spirit. It is by His strength. It is by His power. It is by His might. It is not our own. He encourages us. He strengthens us. He moves us forward. As we are going up in 2018, we've got to have the Spirit in us. Julie and I was mentioning just before saying this phrase. More of him, less of us. Now, he's given us everything. So the emphasis, in some ways, is just the less of us. We need, if there's things in us that are causing these things, that are slowing us down, that are holding us back, that are keeping us in a place where we can't move forwards, we've already seen chains removed. And that's not just for those who came forward. That's for every single ear that can hear my voice. A chain will fall off if you let it go. We need to let go of these things. We need to practice what God has put in place and we need to let go of the things that he wants us to let go of. God is going to do something again this morning. But it's not just for this morning. It's for tonight, this afternoon, tomorrow morning, tomorrow night, when something hits at work, when something hits at school, when something hits at home, on Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever. This is what we need. We need the life in the Spirit. It is His work in us that will do these things. He has given us the ability to practice these things. They are there. They are ours through Him, and He will do it. Be diligent. Stick with it. Wake up. Get fired up. Let's move forwards. Let's go up in 2018. Amen? That's what we want to see. 2018, we're going to go forwards. It's going to be great. So as we worship, if you want something of the Holy Spirit this morning, that maybe, okay, I'm just struggling with this bit. Of those things that we talked about, you go, I want to practice that, but I don't know where to start. 
I'm just going to start with prayer. And you want to come forwards, come forwards. If you need something of the Spirit, maybe it is, and we've had this the last couple of weeks. Helena mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. If you don't speak in tongues, let's do it this morning. That's not the be all, all and end of everything. But Paul says, I wish that all of you do. Because it's a heavenly language. It's something powerful and it's something amazing. Don't feel bad if you don't. It's not a, you know, I don't go to heaven if I don't. But I find, personally find it very, very helpful. Sometimes you run out of words, just let the Spirit speak through you. If you need healing this morning, say for a broken foot, let's come forward. The Spirit is moving in this place. Let us not miss it. So as we worship, don't wait. Come forward. Let God do what he needs to do. Be encouraged. Be blessed. Now, guys at the top there, that's for you too. If you can't make it down and you need someone to come up and pray with you, we can do that. We're very happy to do that. If you can't make it down, just let someone know and we'll send somebody up, all right? So let's worship. Worship creates an atmosphere for miracles to happen. So let's worship. And if you need all of that, what I've been talking about, come forwards. Don't miss it. And let's see the Holy Spirit continue His work in us in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to Com Church Talks. We'd love to hear from you and you're welcome to any of our Sunday services or midweek comms. For more information or to get in touch, visit our website at www.comchurch.org.uk or find us on Facebook. God bless.